Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbur, and I'm your host. It is Friday, August 5th, whether you are listening to the podcast in audio form or watching live on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. We're live every day at one o'clock from now until the rest of eternity. Um, and actually, if you're watching on YouTube for this particular show, just pull back the curtain a touch. We're going to have two shows. It'll be split. It'll be like a fake, a fake break or something like that, where uh, John Breach and I talk about the NFC West, burning questions, and then we'll do our mailbag for Monday, which we pre-record in case you hadn't figured that out, which you should have certainly by now. Um, joining me to break down the NFC West and talk about burning training camp questions or burning questions for the 2022 season, John Breach. What's up, buddy? Uh, Brenton, I'm going to have to talk to my agent. I was told I was signing up for one show today. Now you're throwing a second one on me? My goodness. This is insane. Well, you don't have an agent, and you're going to be doing two shows, whether you like None it. of this is true. Yeah. Um, no, none of what you said is true. I have an agent, and I'm not doing two shows. Okay. My daughter is my agent. Have you ever dealt with a two-year-old? They get what they want all the time. That is true. They do get whatever they want. Um, and uh, for those that if – you, if you really like listening to me talk – you can go check out the Deep Dive podcast with Drew Densick and Andy Molitor. I'll be joining them at two o'clock. I don't know if we're going live or not, or if it's just just being, uh, or if it's just being recorded. But you can go check that out. We'll be uh, t- we're we'll talking award season, uh, maybe how to attack the award markets um, for the NFL season. Anyway, NFC West burning questions. We start with the Rams, and as usual, because I'm you know how I operate, I have not looked up to see who actually wrote the article. Uh, for the NFC West burning questions, three burning questions, but I think we can figure it out pretty quickly. It's Jeff Kerr is 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 handled this, and we start with the Rams. Number one, will they make it back to the Super Bowl? Pretty quick yes or no, Breach. Uh, do you want me to say yes or no? Or do you want me to elaborate? Oh, you can elaborate. You know what? I'm just going to say no. They are not yeah, going to make it I back. Mean, if you're, I mean, if you're if you're being, you know, intelligent about it, you just say no because the, the odds is not likely that they make it back to the Super Bowl. Even if they're a really good team, like I, I think the question, and I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to like, dog Kerr here or anything, but like the question should be phrased: Can they be a Super Bowl caliber team again? You know what sounds I mean? Like, sounds like you're trying to dog Kerr. No, I'm just saying like, will they make it back to the Super Bowl? Is very like even like, like I think that they'll be good enough to. Uh, to be a, a, a quality of team that can like make it to the Super Bowl, but will they make it back to the Super Bowl? That's an entirely different question, I think. You know? Yes, I do know. Yeah. So, will they make it back to the Super Bowl? I think the answer would be no, but I think it's entirely possible that they do 
make that they, that they are good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. As an NFC, obviously we saw the Patriots, you know, a few years ago go to back-to-back Super Bowls, but not win back-to-back Super Bowls. When is the last time we saw an NFC team get to the Super Bowl? Oh, it was the Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. I was asking the question, question slowly so I could think about it <laughs> and going back each year in my head. So it's been 10 years since we've seen the NFC team go back-to-back. And obviously, uh, Seahawks won one and then lost one. Yes. So it would be, look, it would be, it would be, it would be surprising if they made it back to the Super Bowl, just because it's hard to make it to back to back Super Bowls. Um, but I think that they will be good enough to make it back to the Super Bowl. So I think that's sort of the, the way of answering that question. Number two for the Rams: What will happen with Odell Beckham Jr.? I don't think he signs. With the Rams. I know there's been... Tom uh, McGinn keeps saying, like, we can't wait to get Odell back, as if, like, he's already signed and he's just coming back. Well, and they keep... Sean McVay keeps talking about it. Odell was at their Super Bowl ring ceremony in July. He was having a blast with all his buddies. And if he's playing for the Rams, he doesn't need to be in camp. Because even if he signed with someone right now, it's not like he's practicing. He's he's rehabbing from his ACL. So the only advantage, which would be kind of advantage, is that he could study his new team's playbook. Um, And so... I just think that if you're the Rams and you're thinking about Odell Beckham, uh, you don't even know if you really need him until you I mean, get Jefferson's hurt. He's going to be out for a little bit. Well, he is, but you also have Allen Robinson in there now. Apparently and, Allen Robinson is beasting in the red zone. In, in- well, and that's the thing is if you have Cooper cup and Allen Robinson tearing up the first, say three weeks of the season, you don't need to bring Odell in there to, and, and we don't know how long Van Jefferson's going to be out. It's just supposed to be a minor knee surgery and he could be ready early in the season. Um, I just think Odell could be better served going somewhere else. But, you know, obviously he can help that team. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl. We saw what he did at the backside of the season. He was strong. So I would go 60-40. He doesn't sign with the Rams. Okay. I think he does sign with the Rams. But I do agree agree that, like, the way that it sets up with Robinson and Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup where – if if like if they if they're playing really well and it looks like they might not need Odell Beckham or like it looks like Odell might not get a ton of playing time, then he could end up going um, somewhere else. But I still think that they're the favorites to bring him back. How much number three? Tearing through this. How much will the defense miss Von Miller and Darius Williams? Um, a lot. I mean, Von Miller, Von Miller was not when the Rams first traded for him. It was kind of like. Eh, and then all of a sudden Von Miller in the playoffs became Von Miller. So I think the defense will probably be fine without him, but certainly if he's making a massive impact in, um, in, in, in Buffalo, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be no, it's going to be felt and noticed by, um, you know, the Rams. And, and if their pass rush isn't getting home, then I think people will wonder, you know, should they have figured out a way to get Von Miller in particular back? Uh, or if he makes a massive impact in week one when he plays yeah. against the Rams, True. that would be a slap in the face. But you know what? You know, not that they play the same position, but you know, the Rams brought in Bobby Wagner. They did fill some holes on that defense. And yes, losing Von Miller, obviously not ideal, but I don't think the defense will take a huge step back. I think there may be they're slightly worse without Von Miller, but they only had him half the season, you know, and, and obviously he came up big in the postseason. Uh, I think they'll be okay defensively. Yeah, I tend to agree with that too. Like, I think that they will, they'll figure, like, because their defense, like, Raheem Morris does a great job of that defense. They have Aaron Donald, they have Jalen Ramsey. You know, like you said, they bring in Bobby Wagner, who could make a huge difference. Um, they've got, they've done a great job developing uh, mid round draft picks who have, have really panned out well. And I think you look at the defense, and there's no reason to think that it won't be 
an elite level defense, even without Von Miller and Darius Williams back. But I mean, look, like you win this. I'll say this. You, you 90% of the time when a team wins the Super Bowl, there's a major, there's a lot of attrition with that roster, with the roster. And maybe, maybe you can make the case that it didn't happen with the Patriots, didn't happen with the Patriots quite as much. Um, you know, and, and look, the, the Rams could potentially lose, you know, Von Miller, Darius Williams, and Odell Beckham, but two of those guys they acquired midseason. So it's like, it's not like they were like homegrown talents who are walking away from the Super Bowl that it all came together. Like they still have the core of their team. And I, I've maintained all along, like the big four for the Rams is Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, and that's sort of who they they build on on both sides of the ball around. So um, I don't, I don't, um, I I, th- I think the defense will miss them, but I don't think the defense will have this catastrophic you know uh, d- decline because of because of those guys missing. Agreed. Moving on to the Cardinals, will Kyler Murray deliver on his big money expectations, and or study four hours a week on his own? Uh, I say no and no. Big no. <laughs> no and definitely no. And you know, it's funny. Did you see this? Uh, the comment that Cliff Kingsbury had on Saturday, I believe, um, basically just saying that uh, he said, sometimes Kyler makes faces when Cliff calls plays. And he said, all right, man, you do it. You call the plays for this practice. And like put him on the spot saying, hey, this isn't easy. You're, you're, you know, you've got to figure out a lot and you only have seconds to do it. And that kind of that's on one hand hilarious that your head coach is doing that. But then also just kind of uh, I don't know. It's is, is Cliff Kingsbury kind of putting Kyler on the spot saying you don't study. So I dare you to call these plays and dare you because you have to think about how to beat these defenses. You can't just think about what's going to work for your offense. And so the fact that he did that. Uh, I don't know. Just, just I feel like Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have an interesting relationship, and without DeAndre Hopkins, I do not have high hopes for this team in the first six weeks of the season. I I agree. The, the the Hopkins thing, like you look at the splits, and Kyler Murray just hadn't been great without Hopkins. And if this, if he if he comes out and plays poorly to start the season with Hopkins missing and having just signed that huge contract, there is going to be like the heat is going to get cranked up. And usually, you t- think about like a team like Arizona, and there's just not that much um, attention paid to them. And, you know, and you could see a situation where you know, people like people aren't quite as worried about it. But with Kyler and all the attention he's gotten this offseason, you're going to hear, um, um, you know, you're going to hear a lot of buzz if if they struggle early on. And I think you, it wouldn't be surprising, you know, given what we've seen from the Cardinals and how they handled this extension. Like, it wouldn't be surprising if like some stuff started to leak out about Kyler's work ethic, work ethic and and how his preparedness if, if the Cardinals struggle early on in 2022. Well, and real quick, if you're a defensive coordinator, uh, do you are you preparing extra hard for Kyler, like throwing him a few curveballs? Yes, knowing that he probably doesn't study your team, and that you might be able to completely confuse him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it changes. Like, I mean, I think that it. Um, yeah, I, I think it. I think it absolutely changes how teams will be like. All right, look, like if we like what what can what can mess this guy up? And you got the Chiefs, Raiders, Rams. Panthers, Eagles, Seahawks, and they got a pretty easy schedule to start there. I mean, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously tough, but like Raiders, yeah, Raiders and Rams are. I mean, Cardinals. They could be yes, 0 and 3. They could, yeah, they could easily be 0 and 3. You're right. They could actually, they could lose to Carolina. They could be 0 and, 
Yeah, they can be I, but, <laughs> No, I agree with you. If you were talking about after those first three games, they have a bunch of winnable ones. Yeah. Where even if they fall to 0-3, they could quickly jump out of the hole and be 3-3 three and three by the time Hopkins gets back. Yep. Speaking of which, how will the offense fare without DeAndre Hopkins to start the season? Frankly, I think we already answered it. We don't think it'll go well. We think it'll go poorly. Um, they haven't been great without him. And Marquise Brown now a little banged up as well. You know, I know that and driving had, double the speed limit. Oh, that's what it was. He got arrested. Yes. He might get suspended for that. So you literally he, he has like 30 miles an hour, 30, like 30 miles an hour over the speed no, limit. Double. He was the speed limit was 65 and he was going 126. I mean, that's that's reckless endangerment. Um, so he literally is two weeks into his first training camp and he's already tweaked his hamstring and uh, been arrested for reckless driving. So he was charged with criminal speeding. I think that's different. Because remember in Arizona, yeah. So in they Arizona, have their own laws in Arizona. They do. Remember they have the super DUI. <laughs> they have a super DUI, like it's like a like a turbo DUI. Um, and criminal criminal speeding in Arizona, criminal speeding is defined as anything twenty miles per hour over the posted speed limit. It is a misdemeanor. The Cardinals, we are aware of the situation regarding Hollywood Brown and have reported it to the NFL as office is required. They called him Hollywood in the in the statement. Hey, he is Hollywood. He was going to practice when he got pulled over. So are you is he running late to practice? Why are you driving almost double the speed limit? This is just insanity. It's crazy. I mean, like, there was something about a school zone, too. I mean, you definitely don't want to be going 126 in a school zone. He was released on his own recognizance. And so, look, yes, Kyler Murray and Ron, and uh, Hollywood Brown were college teammates, so they might have some sort of connection, some sort of chemistry, but he really hasn't been out in the field. And if he's not out there or if he's a little hobbled, then your receiving core is what? Andy Isabella and A.J. Green and, and Rondale Moore? Those are your the three guys you're sending out there? Not, I mean, yeah, not ideal. And, yeah, so I do not have high hopes for this offense without DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I do not. Either I don't see. I don't see this. I thought I saw skills of it. I don't. I don't see it now. Anyway, um, very very fast. He was driving. Will the Cardinals become the third team in a row to play a home Super Bowl? No. I think the streak stops at two. Brinson, call me crazy. Yeah, I think. I think the maybe unless the, they move the Super Bowl to Cincinnati, then it will be the third team. Maybe in a the row. real streak we should be thinking about is um, quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl in their first year with their new team. Ooh, Sue as well. Brady and Stafford. Russell Wilson. Continue that. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Not Kyler Murray. A couple options. Um. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back. The rest of the AFC, the NFC West, next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right. 49ers burning questions. Where will Jimmy Garoppolo end up? I'm going to say Cleveland. Oh, I think that's that good. Yes. Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. Uh, double digit amount of games would be my guess. Probably the entire season. I think he's getting at least 12. And if he's out 12, you're the Browns. You are in, you have a Super Bowl window right now. You have such a talented roster. You cannot just throw away this season. Uh, and so I, I think they have to go out and do something and getting Jimmy Garoppolo would do that. I like it. I mean, the other, the other possibility of course, is the Seahawks. Um, they have Geno Smith and Drew Locke. The 49ers won't trade, um, won't trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Seahawks, but they will definitely, uh, the Seahawks, I think will definitely consider signing him. If Jimmy Garoppolo, um, ends up getting cut by the 49ers. And so if you're Cleveland, so the problem is like if you're Jimmy G, let's say you get cut. Say like if you're Cleveland and, and the Watson and Cleveland will know next week, we think if, if Deshaun Watson's getting suspended for the entire year. And if right. he is, I, it's so tricky though, because he may go forward with the federal lawsuit. We talked about this on yesterday's pod. We don't know how it's going to play out, but if he goes forward with that lawsuit and tries to get an injunction, if you're Cleveland, do you, you know, do you check other methods? Do you go with, you know, Jacoby Brissett? Do you just roll with, you know, just hope that Deshaun Watson gets back on the field? Like, do you want to give up an asset for Jimmy Garoppolo? So I, I think it's going to be tough for them to trade for him like right away. So I do think he kind of ends up getting cut. I'll say that, um, I, you know, I'm going to say he goes to Houston. Whoa. The Nick Casario connection. I like it. But the one thing about the Browns is they can afford, if they pull off a trade, they can afford uh, Jimmy's salary cap. They're the only team in the NFL that has enough cap space to absorb a $25 million cap hit. Literally the only team in the NFL that could trade for him without having to do anything to fit it under the cap. Mm, there you go. Um, this one, next one's easy. Will Devo Samuel remain with the 49ers? Mm. I, Are we I, talking about in five years? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Kerr wrote this before. Obviously, he wrote it before the uh, the Devo Samuel contract got done. It's hilarious how like with all this hand-wringing about DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown, It's like, and they all got the same deal. Like just you just bang out the contracts. It's not that hard. Like we don't just don't. Nobody needs to scrub Instagram or threaten to. I mean, AJ Brown obviously got traded, but it, I, you know, the whole thing is just bizarre. Um, oh, uh, I did see somebody said Debo Samuel has. Maybe I heard this on another podcast. Maybe uh, maybe listen to ATN. Maybe somebody they mentioned it there. But um, they uh, is Debo Samuel has clauses in his contract that if he scores X number of rushing touchdowns or has X number of um, rushing yards. Yes, he he um, they uh, he gets bonuses. He gets six hundred fifty thousand dollars if he tops his rushing total from last season. So if he gets three hundred eighty more yards per year, he can add six hundred fifty thousand. If he gets three rushing touchdowns, he gets a hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus. But he can only earn up to six hundred fifty thousand dollars per year in extra bonuses. So I guess I could just read any article. On the internet, 
uh, every article on the internet would have told you that. So he basically has about $2 million tied into being a running back. So he, 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 they're going to run then. <laughs> they're going to run him and he's going to be fine with it. Well, he's not going to complain. Is what yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and, unless they stop him at like two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he'll, he's going to get those bonuses, I would guess. How will Trey Lance look in his second year? Uh, what? what you, uh, rave reviews. Like, hi, some of these throws that are coming out of training camp are like, oh, la, la. All right, well, when he does it in a regular season game, I will be sold. But until then, uh, I'm not convinced he's a huge step up from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's I don't think the Porters are going to be bad, but I don't think they're going to be oh, great. I, think, I, I, think, I don't think they'll be back in the NFC title game. I think he's a potential like massive upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I think I think if he's I, – I, I think that there is some Patrick Mahomes uh, – I, I think, and when I say this, I, I want it to be taken like with, you know, not a grain of salt, but like, don't like, don't, don't take it to mean like, I think he's going to throw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and, um, and like, and, and win MVP. But I think, you know, you sit the whole year, you learn the offense with this creative offensive play caller, and then you, you come out and with your know, athletic young quarterback, first round pick traded up for, you know, I just think there's a chance that he comes out and just shreds this year. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. I'm not going to sit here and say I think Trey Lance is going to be horrible and San Francisco is going to go 4-13. and 13. I think there's a more likely chance that he's good than bad, but I'm not 100% sold on him just yet. Okay. I, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know for a fact he's going to be good, but I just have, I have good feelings about him. I think the 49ers will be good this year. Brenton, yeah. I trust your gut. I wouldn't. It's riddled with. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> can't even finish the sentence. I can't. Even, I was trying to think like what is it like, with ayahuasca? Ayahuasca? Yeah. Ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't think uh, ayahuasca and DMT go to your gut. Yeah, I don't I don't think think they go to your. go to your head. <laughs> um, I, it's crazy that I is that even legal? It is not. So Aaron Rodgers, can he, can he, he can't even be doing that. Like he shouldn't. Even no, be- no it, he went to South America to do it. So it's legal there. Hmm. So he's he isn't breaking any laws anywhere. I mean, the NFL not like, bro, we're gonna drug test the crap out of you like this year. <laughs> well, he's gonna be like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not gonna do it this year. I'm gonna wait till. Uh, I don't care what you do. I'm just trying. The to- active ingredient is considered a Schedule One substance in the United no. States. Oh yeah, it's not legal at all. Oh yeah, not even close to legal. Um, all right. The Seahawks, what will the team do without Russell Wilson? Uh, they're going to stink. Lose. That's it. I, I should let you answer. I thought I was real clever. Uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna lose football games. I mean, uh, is there any way you see this team being good? Like, what, what, what is I, I, the ceiling for the Seattle Seahawks? So I try to find, like, the path for – that's what I like to, that's what I like to do. I, I, always, I always wanted – I always try to pitch. It's too late to do them this year, I guess. But I always try to pitch, like, the idea of, like, doing a ceiling floor – story where it's like right. like what is, or like best case worst case but like the worst case needs to be like it's like it needs to be like take some dark twist right because <laughs> like the seal the seahawks ceiling is not the super bowl i mean i guess every team's technical ceiling is the super bowl right but like the like you know like like the worst case is like that's are not going to the super bowl we like yeah right so like the path i think for the seahawks best case is they run kenneth walker and Rashad Penny a ton 
they take Geno Smith and and make him just a game manager, and they try they play defense, and they just muddy things up. They muddle they muddle things up. They muddy the waters and they muddle things up, and they just cause it to be every game is sloppy, every game is under, and it's like every game is close late, which is a which offers them the opportunity to steal some games, and they win. So they go seven and ten or eight and nine, and they just miss the playoffs. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. But, you know, they do have the Falcons, the Lions, the Saints, all somewhat early in the season. Uh, I think those are three of their first five games. And so there's a path that maybe after five weeks they have a winning record. And then when you're, you kind of get that, oh, we're not as bad as everyone thought. We're playing well. Um, Maybe, like you said, can sneak in a few more wins. You know, they play the Panthers. They play the Jets. There's just... On paper, all these there are several winnable games on the schedule. So I don't think eight wins is crazy. I'll even say nine. I'll say their ceiling is getting above five hundred. Yeah, I think right, exactly. So like looking at the 2011 Seahawks, I mean, I think this is the this is the this is what Pete Carroll's trying to do. That that defense was um, seventh in the NFL in points allowed, and I've talked about this before. But it's like they went seven and nine, they finished third in the division, but like they had. Um, Let's see. They had a, a loss to the 49ers. So they had, oh my God. <laughs> All right. So they had a loss to the Falcons tw- 30 to 28, right? I mean, that's, you know, one score game they could have won. Now they won, you know, they, they won one score game. They're just pointing out their one score losses. They lost to the Browns in week seven. I don't remember this game and I'm glad I don't. <laughs> they lost to the Browns six to three. Six to three, Breach. That's not ideal. Three. Um, they lost to the Washington football team, 23 to 17, and they lost the 49ers, 19 to seven, and they lost the, the Cardinals in overtime in week 17, 23 to 20. So like flip two of those games and they're nine and seven and they, they probably wait, Brenton, what, uh, what season are you looking at? 2011. Oh, 2011. Yeah. Okay. Without Russell. <laughs> yeah. Before, no, the last time they didn't have Russell. Right. Right. But like if they go nine and seven. They don't um they would still miss the playoffs because the wild cards were ten and six. But maybe they would have beaten one. But anyway, the point being is like if they go nine and seven, even if they miss the playoffs, people are like, Pete Carroll's winning coach of the year. Right. You know, and so people like people will praise it. So I think I, I just think this is you look at this team, and that's the formula for what they want to do. Low scoring, you know, g- good defensive efforts and just make things ugly and try and steal some wins. Yep. That sounds about right. All right. Uh, number two should be quick. Will DK Metcalf get paid? Yes. Yes. Princeton, you're like uh Ron Burgundy. Just ring anything on the teleprompter. You could just, <laughs> we should, we could have gone straight to question three. I, I, I just think it's funny to like, we're answering three questions. Like we get a freebie. It's a quick, it's a free, it's a free pass. Do you think he got paid enough? Yes. Should he should he have stayed in Seattle? That's the question. I mean, now he has either Drew Locke or Geno Smith throwing him passes, and like it's hard to increase your value and put up huge numbers when you have those two guys throwing your passes. So, I mean, that's a fair question. He should have taken the money, but it's like, should he have like should he have thought about going somewhere else or like just being like, look, I'm not signing a contract. Well, I guess they're going to tag they tag him, and you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fine. Uh, number three, how will the running back room shape out? I mean, I, that's kind of, that's important because that's what the Seahawks are going to do all year is just run the ball. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about Kenneth Walker. Um, he could be good. The Seahawks love drafting running backs. So we have Rashad Penny still there. Uh, they're just going to run it. They're going to run it all the time, and it's probably going to be Penny and Walker doing a brunt of that. So 2011 was the first full year for Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. He had 285 carries for 1,204 yards, 12 touchdowns. Um, you know, he was a 25-year-old running back. I, I think that they will – here's how I think – here's what I think they'll do. Man, remember this scene at Sidney Rice. Remember how good Sidney Rice was? The Vikings, and then he went – Probably two years. Yeah, he had like one – he threw a lot of passes. He attempted to pass every year. That's so weird. Um, God, 2009 season, he had 1,300 yards on 83 catches. Whew, what a man. man. Um, didn't he go to South Carolina? Am I crazy? Yep. Anyway, um, the so I think the Seahawks saw how well Rashad Penny ran last year at the end of the season and also understand that Rashad Penny is – has not been able to stay healthy. And I think that they will, if Kenneth Walker is capable of, um, of like, you know, if he gets the off, if he gets the offense and he figures everything out, I think they will lean on the rookie and, and, and then use Penny, not as a change of pace back, but as like, they'll rotate Penny. in. I, I'm going to say 60, 40, Ken Walker, Rashad Penny, just my guess, because I think that they will prefer to have Penny healthy for later in the season in case they need to lean on him. Um, and look, if, if Walker, um, if Walker doesn't, uh, you know, if, if he doesn't get the offense or he's having trouble in pass pro, et cetera, et cetera, then Penny is probably going to be the guy and it might be 70, 30. Um, I think they'll try and split it up fairly evenly though. Yeah. That won't be surprising at all. And again, that's Pete Carroll's MO. He is going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. Then maybe think about passing the ball, but probably still run the ball. Man, they haven't had somebody with over 200 carries since 2019. It's kind of surprising for a Pete Carroll team. God, they used to lean on Chris Carson. Um, okay, Chris Carson's retired. Poor Chris Carson. I, I, I feel bad for him, but I'm, I'm glad he's doing that. Glad he's doing the smart and healthy thing for his body. All right, we are going to take. A, so, if you're watching on YouTube, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere because we're going to fire. We're going to keep rolling with the mailbag. With the mailbag. Thank you. Um, if you're listening. There's another episode coming on Monday. Thanks for listening. For Breach, I'm Brenton. We'll see you guys later. Later.